Please be seated. There is a universal fear that we all have of being alone when facing something frightening. When looking at a dark tunnel ahead of us with no idea what the dangers are that lurk inside, nobody wants to be the first one to go in. There's a hope that if we follow somebody else, we will be forewarned of the danger, perhaps to our companion's peril. And what is even more frightening is to be alone when staring down a long, dark path. There is nobody to go ahead of you and nobody to fall back behind you. Whatever evil may happen, it will happen to you alone. That is really frightening. There is not only safety in numbers, there is bravery in numbers too. I am somebody who is plagued by asking the dreaded what-if questions. What if something bad happens? What if someone I love gets sick or hurt? What if my worst fears come true? Sometimes my view of reality is just nothing but dark and scary paths ahead. This was particularly true during a period of time in my early 20s when I struggled to find joy. And yet it was in this time of fear that I found new and beautiful and deep aspects of my faith. I found them because no matter how hard I tried to push through the doubt alone, Jesus always showed up to say, don't be afraid. Not only was Jesus with me, but Jesus was leading me. Jesus went first into the fearful, dark depths of the tunnels, not as bait, but as a willing companion, a servant, a friend, and a leader. And when I think of the word servant, I think of someone or something that does for you what you don't want to do yourself. This applies to all sorts of menial tasks of our life and labor, but we can also see it in more intangible ways, kind of like going first into a dark tunnel, becoming vulnerable in the dark so that the person behind you might feel a little bit safer. In adventure tales, it is always the servant that goes before the master across a rickety bridge to test its strength, right? For the servant's life is worth less should it be lost. But this is the opposite of what Jesus sees in true leaders. Here are the Christological images we heard today. The Messiah prophesied by Isaiah as the suffering servant, a sheep who before its shearers is silent, a willing offering of themselves and their lives on behalf of God's people. In Hebrews, Christ is the great high priest, answering God's call to subservience in order to be our king and Lord. This is not someone who thinks that their life is worth more than others. And so those images set us up for our appropriate, embarrassed cringing, listening to the gospel text when James and John lay bare their ambition to be great, to be with Jesus on his throne, to be the best. Jesus is leading the way for the disciples, for them to drink from the same cup and to be baptized in the same water, but they think that the way forward is only one of glory. How could their Lord go anywhere except into immediate exaltation and splendor? Where else would the Son of God go? But 
Jesus knows that the path down which he leads them is dark. Jesus' throne is the cross. And we know who, when he's on the cross, are on his right and on his left, criminals and sinners, not the disciples. They're nowhere to be found. Because the truth is that following Jesus almost certainly does guarantee fear and anxiety. And in order to lead others through our own times of confusion, to go before someone else and to do it willingly, this requires exceptional courage. Courage is one of the fruits of Jesus' sacrifice for us. By leading us down the way of the cross to the tomb and the resurrection, Jesus' divinity gives us light, a brilliant and radiant light. And as believers, our lives are lived in the consistent presence of this light, which we sometimes see clearly in our darkest moments when our fear is at its worst. Theologian Kate Sonderegger beautifully describes this divine presence as, quote, standing aflame without notice, tribute, or heed. It needs nothing from us to exist, but is freely and joyfully available to us. Sonderegger continues, God loves us without waiting upon a response, without counting the cost, without measure into the end. God is love without borderlands, perfect gift, and most generous giver, without envy, without stint, without limit or pale. Love is stronger than all refusal and rebellion, stronger than all death. Love that is God is gloriously objectless, gloriously free, gloriously singular, unique, and everlasting. Jesus' servitude is the very embodiment of God's love, a love that lights our way, that goes before us in danger. And it reveals places of hurt and anxiety and comforts us when our worst fears come true. It gives us the courage we need to take our place on the journey to the cross, both being led and by leading others, all of us dependent on the light of God's love through Christ. In the past several weeks, we have explored and pondered together about the means of power and wealth. We've heard about money, hierarchical relationships, competition, materialism. We have learned about how Christ calls us to align our resources with our very souls. And this is how we do it. We serve. We find grace and salvation through accepting Christ's leadership as one of servanthood, and also by transforming our own lives to be servants for others. And this can be frightening work. The courage that servant leadership requires can only be found in Christ, the embodiment of God's love, so that whatever hides in the shadows may not paralyze us into inaction, but assures us that even in our vulnerability, even in the worst times, we will be okay. The divine presence in Christ gives us the courage to be servant leaders. As we journey, continue this journey together, how do we lead by serving? How do we align our actions and our lives with the radical welcome that Christ Church is striving to offer? I believe today's gospel is a waypoint for us, a stop for fuel, a reminder of our reliance on God in this effort, the effort that requires some hard things for us to do, is a reminder that we should not be afraid. 
For Jesus goes before us always, lighting the way with no cost, no agenda, only leading us closer to a life of grace. In the name of God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer.